Well, hi, All People's Church. This is a very different weekend that we've just entered into as we are responding as the people of God to the coronavirus. And obviously, as we've been watching on the news and then receiving emails from probably every organization or entity we belong to, it seems like all of normal life has shifted and we are now responding to this international and national crisis. And so Today, we thought that we would do an interview as we have paused all of our gathered services and have moved them into this online template. But first and foremost, we want to pray. So wherever you are in your home, maybe you're in a small group, uh, maybe you're out and, and streaming this from somewhere, would you just pray with me? Because we want God's heart, we want His mind, we want to be wrapped in His love in these few moments we have to share together. So, Father, we thank you that you are not surprised by what's going on. You are sovereign over all the nations. And, Lord, you hold the world literally in your hand. And so, God, we come to you, the author and giver of life. We come to you, the Prince of Peace. We come to you, the great healer, the great I Am. And we thank you that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we think about all these different crises that have happened throughout Earth's history. And you have reigned supreme over them. And you've always met the people of God. So today, Lord, we're asking for a spirit of wisdom and revelation. I, I thank you for my friends that have joined me on stage. And we pray that you would use us to, to bring wisdom, to bring great peace, and to actually help us move forward as the people of God in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, what we wanted to do is have a biblical response to a crisis like this. We've, we've certainly never seen anything in my lifetime like what's going on uh, in the earth uh, today, and especially with um, how fast things are moving and the different school closures. And man, I can't think of a, a time where there was a, a national crisis where we said, we're going to actually pause meeting together as churches. But here's what I want to say today before we jump into our interview is, you know, when we look at this book, when we look at the Bible, uh, I would say probably half of this book is written in times of crisis. And it's how to respond, whether it's in a famine, whether that's in a time of captivity, whether it's in a time of a, a raiding tyrannical army, uh, whether it's in a, a time of tremendous upheaval, uh, this book is full of people, and I've been drawing life from specifically the stories of Esther, of Joseph, and of Daniel at, at this time. And here's the thing, we're the people of God, and whenever something comes our way, we want to first understand we belong to a different kingdom. Even before we're Americans, we're citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. And so we want to have a kingdom right. of God response. Um, we know that there's biblical wisdom, and throughout the Bible, we are actually given these hygiene codes uh, all over the Old Testament. Part of, uh, of being the people of God was to have a download of wisdom of how to have uh, safe and sanitary conditions. And so we want to discuss that uh, today. Um, and But first and foremost, God is love. And so we want to go into a season where the world is quaking and things are shifting 
as a people of love, as a people who are outwardly focused. That's what Jesus taught us to be. So how can we respond in a way that looks outside, not just of self-protection, uh, but uh, of serving and of love? And, and ultimately, Jesus is hope. And so how can we, in a, a time where there's so much fear and so much uncertainty, be the people who walk in peace? God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. That's what the book of Timothy says but a power of love and a sound mind. And so that's why I'm excited about today and, and having this, this time. Uh, with me today, uh, we're doing an interview. And so uh, Pastor Kendall is here with us, our executive pastor. I'm gonna be asking him just prophetically what God is saying. Melissa McCormick is here today with us, uh, one of our own uh, professional therapists in our midst. And then Dr. John Osborne is, is joining us and uh, a godly, spirit-filled uh, medical doctor who's going to give us some medical perspective. But uh, before we jump into that, as you know, we have changed things this week at All People's Church. Uh, we are having online services. Obviously, you're, you're watching this. Uh, we know the scripture says, don't forsake meeting together. And so we want we want to make sure first and foremost that we yeah. honor God. So we're meeting right. together uh, online. Um, also, as we walk with many churches in the body of Christ, uh, what we've all, and this is both nationally, because I've been on, on national phone calls. I've been on regional phone calls this week uh, with uh, different pastors. We've also walked very closely with um, four churches here uh, in our area, Foothills, um, uh, The Rock, uh, journey right across the the road and the flood, and we've we've all been talking, and we're continuing our um, small groups because we we know that in a time like this, people desperately need fellowship. But we will be sending out information for increased hygiene guidelines uh, to ensure safety, and of course, and and I know Dr. Osborne will be talking about this. Uh, we're going to ask people that have any kind of symptoms or, or fever or in an age demographic that would put them at more high risk or immunocompromised. We're going to say, would you refrain from, from coming to those that actually for your safety, but of course the safety of others, that that is loving. Um, but we'll still be having those group meetings. And also we've, we are canceling our age group ministries that are this week, like our youth group and our college group, and instead replacing those with prayer meetings, limiting the size um, and uh, making sure we have the um, what's been exhorted by our governor. You know, one of the important things to do is to make sure that you're honoring the laws of the land and honoring our uh, leadership over us. And that's both listening to what our president is saying, listening to what our California governor is saying. So, um, but in the same time, uh, we want to not be a church that retreats away, but we want to be a church that, that meets the crisis. And so what we have felt led to do is to gather in prayer meetings that meet those exhortations of our, our government and of the CDC. And so we'll be having prayer meetings uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday up here in this facility. And of course, taking incredible precautions for sanitation um, and, uh, and social distancing during those. Um, so I'm excited today, guys, to, to dive in and really try to give, you know, the, the church and the kingdom really gives a, a holistic approach 
to life. We, we, it's not just a spiritual right. approach, but uh, God addresses the physical. God addresses the social. God addresses the uh, emotional. Um, God addresses the medical. Yeah, sure. And um, and so, uh, Dr. Osborne, uh, first of all, I just want to thank you for joining sure. us today. And um, I think what would be really helpful for many people, because we're just inundated and we never know what to believe, and man, people put crazy stuff sure. online. Can you just tell us the real basics of what the coronavirus is and what it isn't, maybe to start us off? Sure. Well, so we call this a novel coronavirus because okay. it's a new. Okay. Coronaviruses have been around for probably uh, millennia. Okay. And, and I would suspect everybody at all peoples and around the globe has probably had some coronavirus at some point during their life. This is a new or a novel coronavirus. So, so let me just stop you. You're yes. saying I've probably already had the coronavirus. You've probably had some version of it okay. for sure. And so we call this a novel coronavirus, okay. just like SARS was and MERS. There's been some of these. So it's a new, it's a new type of coronavirus. And, and what the difference is this is it's, instead of it being a common cold for everyone, there are some people, uh, in a, if you're older, if you have uh, some more chronic medical problems, this virus is impacting them more significantly and in some cases causing death. Okay. Okay. So I think one of the questions, because we've never experienced something where a government shuts down. Sure. Uh, I, not the government shuts down, excuse me, but the, the schools are, are closing right. for a month. You know, I just got word yesterday, my kid's school is probably closed for a month. Um, is this like the next black plague, you know, right. where <laughs> half of Europe died in the 1400s or? Right. So, you know, I think there's two, I'd like to say two things about that. First off, no, this is not bubonic plague. Okay. Um, actually, even SARS, which I think more people are familiar with, actually right. after SARS was MERS. Okay. People are less of the Middle Eastern version. People yep. are less from those were far, far more uh, lethal. But no, this isn't uh, bubonic plague. Uh, there, it is a. It does have a higher mortality rate than we like from a percentage standpoint uh -huh. for a communicable disease okay. like a virus. So because it does spread easily, viruses yeah. spread a lot easier than other types of infection, um, it does have a, have a higher mortality rate. But actually, uh, even while we were praying <laughs> just before yeah. we got jump, jumped in here, I just had something pop into my heart. We have a lot to be thankful about. Okay. Because during the bubonic plague, we didn't have surveillance. Okay. We didn't even know what bacteria was. Okay. We didn't know anything about disease. Right. Wow. And so I think... Like, I think part of our response to this as a, as a people, especially a people of God, is, like, we have technology and surveillance and, and the ability right. to monitor and to forecast. And, and we have the ability to kind of quarantine to kind of lower the impact yeah, yeah. Of, a, uh, of a disease. Yeah. And even though we, we shouldn't be panicking because right. – and we can list different reasons like the mortality rate and all that. But I do think there should be a place of mm. thankfulness that could maybe replace some of the – fear yeah great <laughs> and say praise god we're able to track this really quickly yeah. and pivot yeah okay so, so you've said mortality rate and i don't sorry. like that i don't like that phrase but right w what is the mortality rate is it what percentage right so we're seeing you know depending on uh what data you look at it's probably two to three percent okay some experts actually think it's lower than that because remember about 80 percent of people getting COVID-19 yes. have mild symptoms. So we're only testing people that have been in known contact 
with either in a region or with somebody who has tested positive if you have a fever and if you're short of breath. Okay. So there are there are there is a lot of thought in the medical community still that we actually may have significantly more cases. Uh-huh. But we don't know because we're not testing because these people have mild symptoms and they're not meeting criteria to test. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, 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 that mortality rate or death rate, there's not a nice way to phrase yeah. that, I guess, but uh, the, uh, is, it, could, it could be even smaller. Okay. And, and, and to that, if I, if I can just jump in on, on, that, on that point, I, I think uh, as we're kind of talking today and, and some of this is practical and some of this is catching God's heart for all this, on the practical piece, what I would want to communicate to, to people in, in the church community and even San Diego in the U.S. And, and, and abroad is if you are sick, just just stay at home. Okay. <laughs> and you might just have a common cold. Right. You might have coronavirus, but just stay, you know, and yes. then be smart. Wash your hands. And but uh, but if you're not sick <laughs> and, and you're going and you're around people who aren't sick, then we can still communicate and 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 be in uh, uh, be praying with one another yeah. and gathering, um, you know, uh, sensibly, uh, like a, according yeah. to guidelines. And so, great. so what you're saying is we don't all need to just go and isolate ourselves Correct. for the next. We definitely, month. I think everybody going and isolating ourselves is probably the worst response. Mm, okay. I think, I think uh, appropriately isolating ourselves uh, if we're sick okay. is is responsible and right. caring because the people sitting on this stage, if we got COVID-19, we're probably going to have a, a simple cold. Uh, but what we don't want to do is if we're sick, uh, uh, transmit this to somebody who is older or who may have, have medical problems that we could put more at risk. Yeah. Okay. So I think I'm catching from you because you just said the ones on stage, if we got it, you're, you're saying if someone got it, say one of us up here, you're saying, Hey, probably not the end of the world right for us right am i understanding right you? there there's uh we don't have great data yet from china who has uh-huh. the most cases but yes. it seems that most of our our uh the people that have the hardest time are our elderly patients okay who have additionally have chronic medical diseases mm-hmm. right okay. and and it looks like in children and in our adolescents they're they're uh having more mild symptoms which is part of the reason to shut schools down, if you will, okay. because they're more likely to pass it to each other with mild symptoms, mm-hmm. and then we're creating more vectors to pass it along to people who may have a harder time with the disease. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Yeah. So our, our younger crowd is likely to have just more mild symptoms, but it is a very contagious deal. It spreads. So yeah, just uh, I hate using the word common sense, but if you're sick in the next two to six weeks and however long we're to be in this phase, just uh, be smart and, and, and stay uh, out of contact with people is probably the, the wise thing to do. Very good. And then this was interesting, and I'll, I'll probably I'll probably uh, pivot to Melissa on this question too. But I found it interesting when I got on the CDC website and and hearing that they were actually encouraging us to reach out to our neighbors, mm-hmm. encouraging us to even reach out to the the elderly for safety reasons mm-hmm. and to help our our neighbors. It wasn't like stay away. So. You'd speak to that just for a second. Yeah, you, why don't you jump in there? Sure, sure. Well, I think it's, 
I think there's a lot to that. I think part of it is that uh, because there is so much fear that's being communicated online and on through the news, I think elderly individuals are confused about what's going okay. on. I actually t I called mine this morning okay. and just checked in on on the woman next door and. You know she's she's confused. Mm. <laughs> I'll mm. say, and she, you know they've been uh, her and her husband have been stocking up for a few weeks. They saw this coming, and and so I think uh, they're already a bit more isolated than other people because yeah. they just have harder time moving around, and if they don't have family locally, then that's mm. that mm. even is more increased. So I think it's important to just acknowledge that they may be experiencing different kinds of fear and, and isolation than even the rest of us. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, and Melissa, let's let's stick with you for a few minutes because. Um, what, what I've also been hearing is that in many ways, um, the, the greater problem right now is the fear mm -hmm. and the anxiety, not to minimize that this is a, a global health yeah. crisis. It is, but I'm hearing from you that it's, it's not the next, uh, black death or, mm -hmm. uh, that, that went on in the, uh, hundreds of years ago, yeah. um, Decades yeah, it's not it's not the Spanish <laughs> influenza that that decimated right. more tens yeah, of millions. Tens of millions. That, that that's just not what this is. But we've never been in an era where um, we get news real time, mm. where social media is blowing up things. So what I think we're seeing, Melissa, is a tremendous amount of anxiety mm -hmm. and fear. So talk to us from being a professional therapist, what your training teaches. Uh, how you teach people if they are finding themselves. Let's just face it, the enemy, we have an enemy, he's mm. the devil. Uh, he loves to traffic in fear. Mm -hmm. So I would imagine that numerous people listening, they're dealing with some kind of fear, some kind of anxiety. Yeah. Talk us through how, how you would say to deal with that um, yeah. professionally. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think first I just want to acknowledge that uh, people who struggle with anxiety, they're one of the people groups that my heart has just been breaking for okay. these mm. past few weeks because mm. I just... I just know the challenges that it is to even just live in daily mm -hmm. life. And so to have something like this that can feel so catastrophic and confusing, um, it's just really difficult. Mm -hmm. And I think as Christians, oftentimes we feel, we can feel guilty that mm -hmm. we feel anxious because mm -hmm. we think that we're not trusting God. Um, and so I think I just want to acknowledge, you know, to, to people listening that it's okay to be feeling what you're feeling. Um, and so some practical ways, first uh, we have something called grounding. Uh, in, in the therapeutic world, which is basically just helping yourself be present in the moment. Mm. And so I think, especially with the news, we can kind of spiral and our, our mind can take us down some wild roads. <laughs> and so it's, it's helpful to try and be present in the moment and really just be paying attention to what you're actually doing. So if you're you know folding laundry, just really trying to pay attention to what you're actually doing That's and good. not letting your mind. Yes take you take you somewhere else now of course for some people that's not an option the anxiety is is so overwhelming that they're they're not able to do that and so for for people in that category I think one of the best things that we can do is is to acknowledge that anxiety can be a red flag for us so anxiety often increases when we are stuffing our emotions down okay and so it's important for us to pause and identify what is actually going on underneath our anxiety and even just naming and identifying our emotions can help us let go mm. of some of the anxiety that we're experiencing. Mm -hmm. And then I think many times when we feel mentally or emotionally out of control, we tend to pull away and isolate. Mm -hmm. Is that the thing we should be doing? No, 
No. Yes, it's really important to be reaching out uh, through, if, if you can't leave your house, then, you know, online or through the phone. But it's really important to be maintaining relationships right now because uh, if not, we can feel like we're even more alone and that isolation can increase our anxiety. Mm -hmm. And that, that's Good something word. we want to say in the midst of this and not meeting this weekend. I know many people depend on the mm -hmm. prayer teams at the end or the, the normal social interactions. Kendall, talk to us and then we'll come back to Melissa. Um, what they can do because we're doing uh, online Great. chat to, to be able to meet those. If you're watching this message live, you're streaming it on YouTube, and we actually have someone that's manning that right now. Just make a comment. We'll yeah. pray for you. Ask a question. We want to be in close contact with our church community. Furthermore, uh, we have people that monitor the DMs on Instagram, all those different platforms. So whatever you're on, please reach out to us. We want to know how the church is doing and how we can pray for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, Melissa, um, obviously the schools closed down. Parents, I mean, in, in many ways it's a blessing. Families are going to have some more time together. Mm -hmm. But I anticipate many children coming to their mothers or their fathers. And, uh, you know, oftentimes as a kid, man, it's yeah. a scary world. And they're yeah. hearing about this thing, and it's a big shift. And So talk to us from a, a therapist's perspective um, of how, what you would have a parent say to their child in a time like this. Yeah. Yeah, well, first, I, I also just want to say that um, anxiety in children can look different than okay. it does uh, with adults because they don't often have the capacity to acknowledge their emotions and name their emotions. And so oftentimes in children, it can look like a regression into younger behaviors. Um, it also can often look like uh, physical symptoms, which I think is important to, to acknowledge. Wow. It can be stomach aches or headaches. And so, you know, if your child is starting to complain of those things, it's important to not panic <laughs> yes. that it could yeah, be Yeah, because that could be really scary, yeah, right? Especially like, oh now, my goodness. Especially now. Now, of course, if they have a fever or something, then that's completely different. But if they're just, you know, if they, they're saying that they have a stomach ache or something, it's important to acknowledge, okay, this might be emotional. Um, and so, really, if I could communicate just one thing to parents, it would be uh, that it's much less about what you say as it is about how you mm. say it. Mm. And so children are, are very intuitive and they're very bright and they can pick up on what's going on in the atmosphere. And so they will feel uh, either the peace or the panic with which you communicate what's going on. So I do think it's important to, to talk to children about what's going on in age-appropriate ways. Okay. And one really helpful thing uh, is for parents to first deal with the anxiety that they're experiencing. Yeah. Put that to the side. Okay. As, and I yeah, recognize. Not bring that into the yes. conversation, right? Yes, and I recognize that's, that is sure. the most difficult thing to do probably for parents, but to actually deal with their own anxiety and then be able to come to their children and just be present with them and comfort them and help their kids identify their emotions. Um, and then one more thing I would say is that it can be really helpful for children if we identify that we're the parents, we're the adults, and it's our responsibility to protect them from things in the world. And it's their responsibility to wash their hands and have fun and keep learning. And I think that can help even some of our um, like oldest children or some of our, our kids that have more responsibility on them. It can help them to know, okay, this isn't my job to keep us all safe. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. And I, I'm going to be giving some more um, 
godly prescriptions for moving forward as a family is I think we're going to all find ourselves with some more family time on our hands, uh, <laughs> which is an unexpected, uh, maybe in some ways let's say it's an unexpected gift mm-hmm. um, because we've lived in a very fast-paced society. Mm-hmm. And guys, for a little while, I don't know how long, at least this week, yeah. things are going to slow down. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that presents us with some, um, some maybe what we call a gift of time. Yeah. So I want to talk about that in a minute. Kendall, okay. um, uh, you really serve in our prophetic ministry, and I, I'm interested in two things. Number one, what do you sense that um, God is speaking to us mm-hmm. as a church right now? And then I also know you're in correspondence with some of the real known mm-hmm. prophetic uh, ministers around uh, the United States. And I'm just interested what what are they saying that they feel like God is speaking to us right now? And of course, I'm not saying, hey, give us the predictions right. and exactly, yeah. you know, the unfolding uh-huh. of everything. But uh, give us that general sense of this is what they say that feel like God is doing right now. Yeah, great questions. I think what is God saying is always a good question mm-hmm. whenever you receive any kind of news that's challenging. And that's the question I've been asking. One thing I want to note for people is there is going to be a lot of prophetic craziness Hmm. going on and so you don't mean all good no uh there is there as we have biblical prophetic ministry which we model and teach at this church Mm -hmm. there's also unbiblical things or things that are based in fear right or or unbalanced and so you're going to be hearing all those things on the internet in the next couple days there's going to be the prophecy and politics and end times and all that conglomeration of things and my pastoral admonition would be stay away from that. I don't think that is God's best to go down that track. And that's just going to spur up anxiety, which causes health problems. And there's just a whole cycle there that we don't want to be in as believers. So what is God saying to us, um, you know, as a church family and then as the nation? What I've been hearing is the same scripture from many prophetic ministers okay. in the body of Christ. Cindy James, yeah. for example, Great. other people I've been in correspondence with. Uh, Psalm 91 it's amazing how a Bible verse can just come to life, yeah. you know, in a challenging situation. Verse six, you don't have to fear the pestilence that stalks in darkness, mm-hmm. or another version would say the plague. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And God is going to protect us, first of all, from fear. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to protect us as we serve him. And so I've just been really declaring that verse myself and in the, on the family piece, yes. roommate piece, friend piece. That is the verse that we want to hang our hat on. Okay. as believers. We want to just rally, and that's the verse you can share with your kids, and to say, hey, this is what the Word of God says. God's words never fail. We can bank our life on it. So let me share a experience from this morning yeah. I actually had as I was praying about this. So I thought, you know, Lord, what are you what are you saying about this COVID-19? And a couple of weeks ago, I was watching the news. I almost never watched the news, mm-hmm. and uh, this virus came up, and it's almost like the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. You know, this is going to be big, and so I've been praying into it, and, um, but that's the only thing I really felt, you know, from God. And, um, so I've really been praying into it this morning, just knowing we're going to be talking. Mm-hmm. I said, like, God, you know, what's, what's on your heart? And what I felt God prompt me about was what we talked about in January in our church family about this being the year of the prevailing word. Mm-hmm. And so God immediately said, go to your daily Bible reading. Yes. It's the year of the prevailing word. And you and I are on the same yeah, Bible plan. Yeah, we are. So this morning, Psalm 33 Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And I thought, a national day of prayer. That is God's answer. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. 
the people who he has chosen at his heritage. The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the children of man, the ones that are vulnerable, the ones that are hurting, the ones that are sick right now. From where he sits enthroned, he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all and observes all their deeds. The king is not saved by his great army. A warrior is not delivered by his great strength. Going down to verse 18 of Psalm 33. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love, that he may deliver their souls from death and keep them alive in famine. You know, I read that and I was just like, that Mm -hmm. is the word of the Lord that we can bank our life on in God's holy scriptures. And, you know, there's going to be proclivities that people have. Some people are more prone to kind of ignore this whole situation and, you know, be a little cavalier about it. Mm -hmm. And others are more prone to, okay, we need to stock up. And, you know, there's a little bit of a hysteria. And I think the important thing is that it is blessed when our God is the Lord. And so Joseph, you know, he prepared for hard times, but God told him to. And so it's about coming to God in this season, our whole nation coming under God's leadership and saying, you know what, we've lost our way. Mm -hmm. And this is a sign of that. And yeah, we've enjoyed 70 years of globalization and economic growth. And, you know, there's challenges in our nation and in the world, but compared to world history, it's been a peaceful time. But we need to come back and humble ourselves before God and ask him to heal our land. Mm-hmm. So Psalm 33, good thing to check Very out. Good. Well, and I think that uh, hopefully everyone saw uh, that our president yesterday yes. declared mm-hmm. Sunday as a national yes. day of prayer. Yeah, I, meant to I mean, that, that, yeah. mm-hmm. that is the best move. That, Absolutely. that best move I've seen anyone make, and, and I'm not minimizing mm-hmm. any of the health precautions. I'm so thankful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, if anyone knows me, they know how much time I had to spend in the hospital right. and mm-hmm. how much I love doctors. And <laughs> I'm so thankful. Um, if you know me, you know that I, um, I refer people to, to, to therapists mm-hmm. and to yeah. professional counselors. Mm-hmm. So I'm not minima- minimizing anything. Yes. Mm-hmm. But ultimately the earth is the Lord's That's right. and we need to turn back mm-hmm. to God. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, let's be joining in um, on Sunday. Uh, and many of you guys are, are, are watching on Sunday. Um, let's be, let's, let's enter in to this mm-hmm. day of prayer. Yes. And we're not just calling a day of prayer. We're calling a week of prayer yes. at all peoples where we're going to have nightly prayer because we believe that's our greatest contribution. Mm-hmm. What, one thing on that, Robert, yep. you know, with your family, your roommates, wherever you live, I would just highly suggest stopping and saying, it is the national day of prayer that our president yes. has asked us to pray. And How many times on, does that happen? That, I'm, I don't know. Then It's yeah. not many. Yeah. I mean, and I remember uh, at 9-11, 9/11 that was the other time Great Depression, that, that I remember Washington had a day of prayer. They're not right. many. Lincoln had yeah. one. They're not many in American history. So getting on our knees and saying, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Mm-hmm. God, will you bless us? Will you keep your hand on our nation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. So, um, so great hearing uh, from these different ones in their sphere and how they're processing and, and helping us move forward. Let me, let me finish with some, some pastoral admonitions of how we as the people of God can actually meet with Jesus even more, uh, gain ground spiritually. So many times we think it takes... Uh, just a just a, a time of peacefulness for us to then get our right rhythms in place. And let me just say, you know, a, as I was meditating on Esther, uh, who was in a time where her whole nation was at risk of being obliterated, 
as I was meditating on Joseph, who was imprisoned right. for years and then had to lead in Egypt. Um, and as I was meditating on Daniel, who was taken captive himself, um, all of them both personally shined with the glory of God and led people into, into prosperity. And so um, let, me, let me give you some, um, some warnings of what not to do. Uh, let, let me tell you something funny. Yesterday, so um, I'm realizing yesterday was supposed to be my day off. In fact, uh, you guys know I was supposed to fly to Paris on right. Thursday night. And so by God's grace, we realized that wasn't going to be a good idea or I would be pastoring this church remotely maybe for the next month. Hey. <laughs> maybe we would have just opened all people's parents about a year and a half early, right? All people's parents. But I, did, I didn't want yeah. just me and Mike Donald to do a two-man <laughs> church planning endeavor. Even though Paul did that, Paul and Barnabas, yes, I, that's true. I'd rather do it with a group of people. You guys know I'm, a, uh, I'm an extrovert. Um, <laughs> I- anyway... Um, but we had to we had to cancel that. Then I we worked all day yesterday yeah. pivoting uh, to to amend our schedule, um, and I got I, I was just kind of overwhelmed, and I found myself just going to the pantry again and again. I ate like a whole box of Cheez-Its, guys. I, and and wow. it, you know me, you know I'm a pretty healthy <laughs> guy. So I'm a pretty healthy guy, so I wouldn't even like normally eat like you know many Cheez-Its, and I ate a whole box. It was very embarrassing. Um, <laughs> And so let me just say, uh, when things get chaotic, we can have those kinds right. of tendencies. So Thank don't gosh. do what I did. Good. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, kids are going to be home from school. Um, we live in a day and age where we can just get everything. Uh, let me just challenge you. Um, man, take some time to enjoy, but don't just binge on streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're stay, if you, you know, some, some are already working remotely. I talked mm-hmm. to... Uh, to one of our leaders who's already working remotely. But let's still get up in the morning and seek the Lord. Like mm-hmm. this, guys, so many times we say, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Life is moving so fast. Can I just tell you, uh, my kid's school is canceled. My kid's sports mm-hmm. are canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, uh, so many mm-hmm. a- extracurricular things are canceled. Guys, this is a time that we've been given a gift of time. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I want to challenge you to is, Use this time to, to, to block out some morning time for Bible study and prayer. We said this is the year yeah. of the Bible. Let's yeah. jump in. Let's come out of this time mm-hmm. built up mm-hmm. in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Let's, as we have time, let's store up Good. on the Word. Mm-hmm. Let's store up in prayer. Um, we move so fast as families. For uh, many families that are watching this right now, this is a great time to do devotionals. Like, you know, yes. where we're trying to get out the door at 630 mm-hmm. for school. Um, your, your kids are home. Let's gather around the table yeah. and, and let's, let's have a peaceful breakfast. Um, here, here's one of the things I'm realizing is that God is giving us. You, you look through the Old Testament, guys, and you see these prescribed times of rest. Mm-hmm. You see a Sabbath day, and yet right. we struggle for Sabbath. Yes. You see, uh, uh, you see week festivals. Where God says, don't work for the whole week. Mm-hmm. And we never do them. Mm-hmm. And then you see like, I mean, you see radical things like a Sabbath year. Right. I don't think we're going to have a Sabbath year. But what if we actually take some of this as a blessing from God mm-hmm. and say, I actually have some, some mm-hmm. sacred time to read the Bible mm-hmm. and to pray. I have some time to gather my family 
and don't try the hour and a half devotional, but <laughs> try the 10 minute one where you're sitting at the table <laughs> and you go around and say, what are you thankful for? And let's stir thankfulness. And we read a scripture together and then we, we all pray one after the other and let's establish some healthy rhythms. Let's uh, not just hold up in our home. Let's take some time to exercise mm-hmm. and uh, let's go out on that family walk or, or let's, you know, go out and, and, and run or, uh, and, and let's not just sit and be lethargic and, and just eat our, eat our, stuff ourselves with potato chips and, and, and crummy food and stream, but, but let's, let's be good stewards health wise. Love it. Um, I, I think another thing is let's keep being, uh, godly in our finances. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need to just go on binge spending, uh, keep up your God honoring tithing and giving, um, it's the, 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 the opposite response is hoarding. And, and I, was, I was studying this. Um, one of the ways that the, our faith exploded was in, a, in, an, in a, um, a global health epidemic. It was far worse than that. But they, I, I was just reading the, the quote that it said, uh, Christianity offered a much more satisfactory account for how to deal with terrible times that had fallen upon humanity than the pagans who ran away and and tried to preserve their lives and had a disregard for those who were suffering and so christianity actually spread i looked uh and and i I saw this this week guys in 1793 when there was the yellow fever epidemic um it says that thousands of citizens were just fleeing hospitals became overwhelmed uh this is very graphic and praise god this isn't happening but Dead bodies rotted at home, and it talks about the black church under the leadership of Richard Allen actually walked into the pain, and they served the sick, and they didn't isolate themselves, and therefore Christianity prospered mm. and moved, even though they at the time were were experiencing even racism against them. They said, no, but we're followers of Jesus. Praise God. Wow. So we're going to step into people's lives. And so I think that's another thing to do because I think we're going to find people that don't have the um, anchor that we have in Jesus. And it's not going to be hard to talk about, no, I have the Prince of Peace. Mm -hmm. I have Jesus. I'm walking hand in hand with them. And I'm going to pray for, I'm going to pray for you. You know, they're freaking out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pray for you. Um, I think it's in a very important time. I I I especially think with the elderly Mm -hmm. in our neighborhoods, this is a time to, to be the church and to go and we, we can keep our distance at the door, but knock at the door and say, mm-hmm. Hey, I was just thinking about you. Do you have the food you need? Mm-hmm. Can I get that for you to be generous in that way? And I, I think this is the time for us as the followers of Jesus mm-hmm. to really shine. I think, mm-hmm. uh, our families can draw close mm-hmm. together. I think personally we can come out of it healthier, you know, spiritually, mm-hmm. emotionally, mm-hmm. physically. And I think, um, being a light to our community, this is a time where it's going to be easier. You're, we're going to see uh, who has peace. Right. We're going to, it's going to be noteworthy, the ones that are walking in peace, the ones that are walking with Jesus, the ones that actually are thinking about others. Yeah. Guys, it's silly. When, when fights are breaking out at Costco over toilet paper, I mean, that's absolutely, that's absolutely ridiculous. We don't need to get into that frenzy. We need to be the ones who, who are walking in peace and yes. rest and, and blessing and knowing my God will supply yes. your every need mm-hmm. according to his riches mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. his glory. So 
uh, hopefully this time has blessed you. Uh, we can look with tremendous confidence that Jesus is on his throne, that he's ruling and reigning, and throughout history, he, he actually redeems yes. times like this yes. uh, for, for people to feel his love and for his great message of salvation to spread. So we love you. Know that uh, you can respond uh, on YouTube. You can, you can um, DM us. We want to pray for you. We want to be with you in these times. And um, if you're led, come up and join us in one of our prayer gatherings uh, this week. God bless you. Kendall, why don't you pray for us to end our time? Lord, we do, first of all, do just as John was saying, thankful. We are thankful, Lord, that we live in a society where there is excellent health care and we have uh, research and we have uh, access to things that we didn't have hundreds of years ago. Um, we also uh, come to you right now. We stand on behalf on those that are vulnerable, yes. Lord, on those that don't have health insurance yes. or those that can't afford to miss a day of work right. or those that don't know that what they're going to do with their children yes. on Monday morning. Yes, Lord. Lord, we come to you right now and we pray that the church would rise up yes. and be the uh, hands and feet of Jesus in this moment and bring the comfort of the Holy Spirit to those people. Lord, we pray over our cities and region. We take authority in Jesus' name. We pray that this virus would spread in no Jesus longer. Name. And Lord, we pray that there would be a great turning to you in this season, first of your church and then of those that don't know yet how much you love them. Awesome. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Amen. God bless you. We'll keep you in touch for uh, further further news and further developments and how we'll continue on with the different rhythms of church life. God bless you. So we're just going to sing this last song together. And if you need prayer, wherever you're sitting right now with your family, your friends, or maybe alone, why don't you just open up your hands, and as we sing this last song about the character of God, let's just sing that as a prayer request of healing, as a prayer request for miracles, as a, a prayer request for anxiety to be dispelled, and most of all, for a prayer of just God moving in our nation. Let's just sing this last song together as we close our time. Miracles happen 